Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 595 and session number 186 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and we're going to do it again here today, and I'm fired up because, well, because I'm fired up. That's why. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just ready to conquer this fourth quarter stuff and everything else that we're doing um, in uh, in the world of business and just life in general. Yeah, I'm pretty fired up. So hopefully you're going to uh, get a little bit of this energy, this little, this little bit of feedback today uh, that'll help you get a little bit more energy if you're feeling like things just aren't working or you're feeling like you're in the grind it's all right. It's part of the process. We just got to embrace it and uh, keep moving. So hopefully uh, I can help you with that here today. So here's what we're going to be doing today. All right. I'm going to be talking about and sharing my response to this question, which is what are the pros and cons of using giveaways to build an email list to sell products? And it's one of the, the common questions that we get whenever we're using a giveaway. Now, I don't mean giving away your product necessarily, which you could talking about giving away something, a prize of some kind to build the audience. And it's worked really well for us and it's worked well for other people as well. But you usually get people also that say, well, aren't we just going to be attracting the freebie seekers? And the answer is, yeah, sometimes. And, you know, depending on your prize and kind of how you do this and kind of how you target these people, that can depend on it. So I'll give you all of my thoughts on that. But there's a lot of pros that go along with this. And I'm going to share all of those here today in that response to this question. Now, I also want to remind you, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can also do that on YouTube over at theamazingsellertv.com, and you can catch all my videos over there. And please subscribe to that channel. Give it a little bit of love. I would appreciate that. This episode here is episode 595, so the show notes, transcripts, all that stuff can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 595, all right? So 595 is the episode. That's where you'll find the show notes, transcripts, and all that stuff, all the goodies. All right, so before we jump into the question, I did have a few thoughts I wanted to share with you as I do on, on the Friday episodes here, and uh, here it is, right? I'm just going to kind of blurt it out. What was old is now new again. <laughs> Here's what I mean. All right, now, probably going back at least 10 years ago, maybe even more, but there was this thing called blogging, okay? And blogging was where you would just kind of document or you would just journal, in a sense, online. And there's been plenty, plenty of success stories out there of people building a blog from doing that and then eventually, you know, maybe figuring out the angle or the market that they were going to go after. And then they went a little bit deeper and in that, you know, in that market, in that niche niche, however you want to say it. And then they built an audience. They got a lot of traffic and started making some money on ads, maybe products, whatever. And then blogging just kind of became like this thing that people were like, ah, that's, that's like years ago. Like that's not like working anymore. Well, let's not call it blogging if you don't want to. I still think we should, but let's just say we're content creators or we're creating content, all right? And what this does is it allows us to reach the people in our audience, in our market, okay? And we can start to get traffic. Now, we can start to get some Google love. Google is still giving out plenty, plenty of love. And what I mean by that is if you put out really good content, if you have good social presence, if people start linking over to your content because it's valuable and they start sharing it, you will get traffic. And if you get traffic, to me, everyone says content is king and it, 
It is, but traffic's king too, right? The more content that you put out that is useful, that is beneficial to your audience, to your market, to your niche, then you start to get traffic. And if you start to get traffic, you will generally start to build up some type of influence. If you are the leader of the blog or the content or just the person that's reporting on your topic, all right, you have some level of influence, all right? Now, the problem and the, the place where people usually get stuck here is it takes time and it takes patience, all right? Over time, you have to do it over and over and over again. And sometimes you're doing it and no one is even watching or no one is even reading. And eventually, you start to build up a little bit of momentum, a little bit of traffic, and then you start to be rewarded, right? It's like anything, okay? The more you work at it, the better you'll get at it, and then you'll start to see the results, okay? Now, this still works, and here's my here's my point, and this is, I'm going to tie it all back to physical product sellers and e-commerce people, because I still think we're all in the content creation uh, you know, channel, or that we should be, and we should be doing this. Uh, because it's what our market wants and what they need. And it's a way for us to stand out. Okay. But I'll get to that here in a minute. So my good friend, Cassidy, uh, Tuttle, who actually I had on the show, episode 585, she did this, she did it in the succulent market. Okay. Which is, you know, just a very, very, uh, unique market and niche. And you wouldn't think that you would even have enough traffic, uh, that would ever come from that. Well, she's doing over 500,000 unique visitors a month right? Over the past five years, she's built up this, you know, really nice site that has great traffic. She's monetizing it in a variety of different ways. She's now, just now, because she met me, is starting to think about physical products because she has the audience. She has the leverage of the traffic. She has all that stuff, but she's still doing a six-figure income right now, supporting herself and her family um, through this blog, okay? And it's a blog slash website, whatever you want to call it, but it's content that people find useful. And then she has an email list of over 50,000 people. And she's got, I believe it was like 30 or 40,000 people on Facebook, on social. So all of these things still work, all right? But it's not sexy, right? Because you got to do the work, right? It's not like taking a product, throwing it up on Amazon, and you're starting to get sales maybe, you know, a week after you've launched. And then, but then you have to still work at it, right? And then you're still dependent on that channel. So then you want to start doing this other stuff. And that's what we've been talking, you know, especially around pace. If you guys have not caught all of the uh, discussions we had on pace, P-A-C-E, um, then uh, go check out the amazingseller.com forward slash pace, P-A-C-E, and you'll hear all of the discussion there and all the training that we've put together for those four pillars of really building a rock solid business, all right, that's going to be here today and tomorrow. We call that future-proofing your business inside of pace, all right? Now, there's two camps. There's two camps right now that I see people fall in, all right, and you can decide which one you are, and you can see where this is going to apply to you, okay? Number one, you're just starting out. You're stuck trying to choose a product, all right. If I had everyone here in, in an audience, I would say, who's stuck on finding their product or choosing a product? And you'd see like probably 80% of the room, right? Again, depending on who I had in the audience. But here's the deal, right? Instead of being stuck in finding a product, why don't you figure out the market first, right? Everyone tries to figure out the product first and then we'll figure out the market. Why don't you start with finding the market, right? And then niching down inside of that market. It's funny, Cassidy, who's in a, a very niche, uh, I believe, a really narrow niche, she wants to, she wanted, she said if she were to start over again, she wouldn't even niche down even further. And I'm like, how do you do that? Um, but she explained it. So that's why you got to listen to that episode. Um, but basically choose the market, 
choose content that that market needs to educate them on this space, and then choose products and monetization strategies. Like, that's it. But you got to find a good market, right? You got to niche down in that market. Don't be so broad. Don't be just, you know, uh, fishing, right? It needs to be fishing and then bass fishing and then maybe kayak bass fishing, right? And we've done that example over and over again, but you get the idea, right? We don't want to just be so broad. If you're in the pet market, you don't want to just be in the pet market. You want to be in the cat market. And then in the cat market, maybe a certain breed or something like that. And then you can work yourself back out into a more broad market. But if you start with the market in mind and figure out that, everything else kind of falls into place. And this is exactly what we we teach inside of Product Discovery Bootcamp, inside of Private Label Classroom. And uh, if you are just starting and you want some more resources on that, you can go over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training, and you can go through that training over there, and that'll help you get started and get unstuck, all right? So definitely check that out. All of my training is there inside of TAS Breakthrough You now, and I also do some uh, uh, bi-weekly trainings as far as uh, Q&A sessions and stuff like that, hot seats, it's all over there, so go, go check that out, a little shameless plug there, all right, now, the second camp I see is people that are successful on Amazon right now, and we've got a good handful of them right now inside of our inner circle, inside of our mastermind, that are doing, you know, uh, high uh, six figures to seven figures right now, um, some of them, you know, really doing solid seven figures, Um, but they're successful on that one platform, but they are not diversified and they're finding it hard to stand out from their competition and they're feeling the pressure of what if Amazon decides to, you know, get rid of my listing because there's a violation that I didn't know that I did and they're going to suspend me for 30 days, like whatever it is, right? You need to be thinking about this whole create content for your market, get you know get pay people interested in your brand because you're delivering value, getting their attention by by putting this stuff out there, getting that bond, that relationship built with follow up, with email list building, all of that stuff, and then you can sell them stuff whether that's on Amazon, off Amazon, it doesn't matter, right? But it all comes down to those things, right? Finding the market, attracting them with some good content, bond creating a bond and through your follow-up and, you know, relationship building, all that normal stuff, and then selling stuff, monetization. Like, those are the things, right? That is what still works. And no matter what camp you are in, you can still follow that model, all right? And I've got people right now in my inner circle that are following this to a T, and they're working towards building out their content, being the best resource in their market on this stuff, and eventually they're going to capitalize on that, okay? But they understand the long-term vision, all right? Now, if you are at that level, and you have not heard about our inner circle. It's a very small, intimate group, and we only have 10 per group. If you're interested in applying for one of our groups, you can head over to tasinnercircle.com. You can get all the information over there. I'm not going to go into all the details, but you do need to be qualified, and there is some criteria that you need to uh, that you need to have in order to even be accepted inside of the inner circle. So if you're interested, it's a high-level mastermind, inner circle. Go check it out, tasinnercircle.com, all right? But the bottom line is this. You need, okay, you need to use this stuff to your advantage, okay? You need to start building that stuff today so it builds upon itself and you start to get that momentum, all right? And it will pay off in the end, I promise, all right? But you got to stick to the plan, you got to commit to the process, and then you need to take action, as I always say, all right? So, all right, let's go ahead. I'm glad that I got that off my chest. I really wanted to because I think it's so, so important that what people think is old is now new and it's exciting and a lot of people are taking advantage of it, but some still aren't, okay? Hopefully you will, all right? So 
Let's go ahead and uh, let's address this question today. And what are the pros and cons of using giveaways to build an email list to sell products? So all of my thoughts coming right at you. Here you are. Hey, Scott, when you build an audience of people who want to win free items, there's a high chance that these people like free stuff and would never convert to a sale. How do you build an audience of people who actually spend money and not only want to win free stuff? All right, now this is a great question and it's a valid question because you would think if you are doing any type of giveaway, you're going to attract people that just want free stuff. And that's true, all right? Now in the past, what we would do to spike the algorithm in Amazon if we're launching on Amazon is we would then discount our product, steep discount. I'm talking like 90 plus percent off, sometimes free in order to get the algorithm going. So we would take our product that we spent money on and we'd give it away for free. We would lose money on that. Now, the thing with that strategy was these people that are in these groups, they're all people that are just in random markets, right? They, they could be in fishing, they could be in baby, they could be in beauty, they could be just all different markets, all right? So what we decided to do was get people to raise their hands in our market by giving them something that we know that they'd be interested in. And if they are interested, they'll raise their hand by putting their email in to register or to enter the contest, all right? So for example, if we are giving away a massive uh, maybe bundle for fishing, right? We would maybe have a fishing pole, a tackle box, a vest, right? And maybe it'd be a $150 value, we'd get people to raise their hand, all right? Now that's what this question is about. There's gonna be some people that are gonna enter that that are in that market, but they're not gonna buy stuff in, in, the, in the future, and that's okay. Here's where you need to look beyond that, okay? Number one, you're, you're really, here's where you need to look beyond that. You need to look at that email list as people, all right? Now, these people will also pay you by sharing your content when you start to publish that, all right? Now, if you're not publishing content, I strongly advise that you do, right? You, you could publish stuff on YouTube. You could publish stuff on a blog and have an article um, that would get, give value to your market, any of that stuff. You need to be thinking a little bit further down the line. Here's what I mean, all right? Now, when you are building this email list of people that have raised their hand because they're interested in this market, whether they buy or not, when we start to publish content, which you should be doing, by the way, whether that's a YouTube channel, whether that's a blog post, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, whatever, as you're posting stuff, you're able to share it with these people that we know now are our target market, right? Because they raised their hand. And then the other thing that we're doing now is when we're sending emails, we can also see who opens and who doesn't open. And eventually we can kind of clean our list and get them off of our list and only directly speak to these people. So if we get a list of 5,000 people, we might only have 1,500 people that are actually paying attention. And that's okay, it's part of the process, all right? Because now we have 1,500 people that we know our, our target market and we're speaking directly to those people and some of those people will eventually buy. This is also where I talk a lot about your market is always going to be buying throughout the entire year, all right? Now, not everyone is going to be buying right now like on Amazon, for an example, if you go to Amazon, you're ready to buy, right? There's like 5% of your market. There's another 95% of the market that's not ready to buy today, but maybe in three months, right? Maybe in six months, maybe in eight months. And if we can stay in front of these people on a regular basis, eventually they could buy. But so many people look at it, they built a list, in 30 days they didn't buy, so they're never gonna buy. Wrong attitude, okay? Wrong attitude. 
You need to think further down the line and that they're also able to share your content. They're, they're actually able to engage with your content, which will then help you rank in YouTube or rank your blog or maybe get uh, maybe one of your posts on Facebook uh, maybe started to get shared a little bit more, right? Those are some things that a lot of people don't look at as value. That's a huge value, right? Because they might have shared it with someone that will be a buyer, okay? So there's a few different things to think about when you're building that list. Don't just look about, did it convert to a sale within the first 30 days? You need to look about the audience that you're building, the list that you're building there are also helping you spread the word about your content and about your brand that will eventually end up in someone else's hands that will then eventually buy. That's the way I want you to think about this, all right? In anything that you do. And also, I really, really wanna highlight this. Your audience, okay, is going to be buying throughout the entire year, not just once they land on Amazon. Yes, those people on Amazon will pretty much be ready to buy, but there's the other 95% of your market that's not ready to buy yet. All right, so there you have it. That is my thoughts and my advice for anyone that is looking to build an email list using giveaways. I still think it's effective. I still think it's a great way to go out there and get started. And even if you are starting from scratch, I would start with this because this here will allow you to build an email list very quickly and then start distributing your content as we talked about. And then from there, leading people to eventually buy. All right. That's what I would do. And that's what I advise anyone that is just starting out. Or if someone is wanting to grow and scale their current business. It works for both camps, like I said earlier. All right, guys, so here's the deal. I want you to ask a question if you have one over at theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it over there. And then the other thing is the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 595. And then the very last thing I will remind you is if you are stuck and you want to have some help finding your market, precisely finding your market, and how to build that email list, then definitely head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training, and you can get all of my training over there. And then also you can hop on a call with myself and Chris Schaefer on one of our monthly calls. All right, so guys, that is it. That is going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. Once again, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.